This is Spooks McGee with the Late Bloomer Podcast. Right now I'm sitting inside of a TGI Fridays in Jonesboro, I think. The staff is super ghetto. They be cursing like a crazy. Shit's hilarious. Um, but yeah, let them have their fun. I ain't mad. But I am mad at the fact that my food took forever because somebody tried to walk out on a check. I literally just said this shit the other day. I went to this place, um, Argosy or something in downtown Atlanta. Uh, if you haven't tried their smoky wings smoked fire wings oh my gosh they're amazing you need to go check it out um but uh i was like they gave me the food i mean i've been to a restaurant before i'm just saying they gave me the food and then i said well this is easy i could eat the food and walk away and then that's it like they must get robbed like once a month at least um this whole system is flawed (laughs) You need to pay as soon as you walk in the door and then tip before you leave. I don't know. Anyway, I got the homie Ayana Love back for the episode. Um, she and I have been in talks of trying to potentially make her co-host. So let's see how this goes. Let's see if we can do the duo thing. Um, it would be great to get some help over here because I'm doing this shit all by my motherfucking self. Anyway, um, I'd like for you guys to... Uh, enjoy the show and no sponsors this time it's been a while since i recorded the last time i spoke to y'all was like when dmx died so it's gonna be a minute uh a lot of things we got to catch up on you know the life moves a mile a minute so anyway enjoy the show okay yeah so that was wednesday when i initially recorded that um i was at a tgi fridays i think i said it was an applebee's i'm not sure but it's a TGI Fridays. And I ignored all the signs. The staff was hood as shit, cursing up a storm. Nobody was in there. Yeah, of course it was a Wednesday night, but still. Um, what else? Ooh. Um, someone tried to walk out on the check. And when I left, somebody in the parking lot was having a candlelight vigil. So I guess someone got shot in this particular location of TGI Fridays. So, uh... I ignored all the warning signs. Here's the thing. If you order fish, like salmon or anything, salmon specifically, smell the fish. I know it sounds kind of crazy, but you should smell the fish. If it smells ammonia-y, if it smells uh, fishy, salmon shouldn't really smell fishy. Uh, Something's wrong. Um, I was hungry, and I didn't taste anything odd, but I got very, very sick. I was up all night shivering, acting like a freaking chatterhead. Put on three hoodies and a blanket. I'm so. <laughs> then I started getting diarrhea and shit. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yo, fuck TGI Fridays. Yo, fuck these. Oh my gosh, they done ruined my life. I, I cannot take off of work. I can't. T- I, can't I got vacation next month. I so I had to push through and work through it. Stopping at every gas station I could from every stop. It was a mess. But I feel a lot better now. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, about to be Saturday, and I finally feel better. And it turns out that I left my laptop charger at the damn restaurant. So I have a little bit of battery left enough to record this intro. And 
upload the episode. And then I'm going to have to conserve battery because we're going to do an interview with a anonymous teacher and anonymous teacher who wants to talk about uh, what it's like being a teacher during COVID times and being a teacher in general. So we have a nice little interview coming up. So I need I have that scheduled for tomorrow and I need to make sure that I have uh, my laptop charged up. So I got about 75% battery. So I'm using this last little, I'm using this little, I'm using 10%. That's it to upload this episode. So I hope y'all enjoy it. Uh, me and, uh, my, uh, I want to call her Maisha, but she's Ayana Love. That's going to be her stage name. We're going to say that from here on out. Anyway, I'm battling. This intro should not be this long. Hope you enjoy the show. Try to go hide in the house so my son don't find me. All right, get in the closet. Right, exactly. You're a parent. You know the drill. If you get, get in the in bathroom, the if you get in the bathroom, it's gonna sound like Domine. Yo, for real. Sabah. Okay, let me get my. The other thing that I'm working on is getting this new space that I'm recording in soundproof because. It's a little hot in here, a lot of echoes. Okay. A little bouncy. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Kick, 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 kick. Bouncy. Got him. Got him. Got him. Okay, so Ola, how you been doing, my friend? Hold on, I'm not recording yet. I'm doing good, but I'm trying to make sure that we don't waste anything because I am running out. I had a long-ass day. I got work in the morning, so I want to make sure that anything we say is like we recording it, we going, you know what I'm saying? Okay. I'm just trying Got to it. share it. If you want to share the live, I sent it to you in Messenger. Just cool. a, This isn't actually the episode. It's just a recording session. But it's always good to record it just in case my recording doesn't catch. And then I'm stuck with just trying to edit the audio. Worst okay. case scenario, I could upload the video from, you, from Facebook and that's mm-hmm. the episode. You know what I'm saying? Got it. Yo, I swear, somebody needs to freaking... I know Facebook and Instagram is trying to work on that, but this whole shit with the uh, promote this. One time somebody said, instead of promote this here, they wrote, yeah. par, they wrote parmote. What? It was like, parmote. Anytime you use any word. Your like, ass would catch that too. Yeah. Parmoting. <laughs> but yeah, promoting, always trying to get people to like, promote. Why well, you make a fundraiser for Haiti on Instagram? What? Oh, you know there was an earthquake in here. My child found me. I couldn't even escape yet. Okay, circles over here. Okay, come on, let's look at the circle. What is it? Red I cross. I can't watch it with you. Is it I red can't cross? Watch it with you, son. Huh? Is it red cross? What's that? Are those the ones that stole all the money from Haiti? Red cross. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah, fuck that. Know. Which one should I should I do the donation for? Um, 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 um I saw somebody pulled out. Somebody was talking about a um. I don't freaking know. Don't even get me to lie it, because I don't freaking know. Right, we'll find out. We'll find yeah, out. we got to find somebody trustworthy. We got to do a little research. Yeah. Because I don't trust these folks. Yo, the scheming and HD. the scamming. Right. I thought this wasn't HD. Why is it saying that my bit rate is down? Hold on. 
In the corners of my mind, just can't see the fire. Remember that joint? Oh, who's on that is? Uh, Shackles by Mary Who? Mary. Shackles by oh, Mary Mary. Okay, right. Cause of my life, just can't I just can't see the fire. Yeah. There you go. That I can't break free. That song is low key about like slavery too. <laughs> Yo, for real though, it is. Slavery of the mental slavery. In all kind of forms. Of all Emancipate forms. yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. Something, something, have no fear for atomic energy. Cause none of them can stop at the time. You remember that shit? Mm-hmm. Yo ass. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we're gonna get started. I'm gonna do like an official fucking, like, start the podcast shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Hold on. I wrote a line. I thought it was pretty funny. Hold on. I wrote, I wrote like an intro line that was pretty stupid. Hold on. Let me see if I can pull it up. Oh my What's going on, everybody? This is Spooks McGee with the Late Bloomer Podcast. We are back at it like an aerodynamic, black, asiatic, acrobatic, automatic, static, shock, rocking, a paddock on the front of a Spanish panic at the disco cover band. Bitch. <laughs> that shit doesn't make any fucking sense. Hold on, I'm going to say it again. What's going on, everybody? The first three made perfect sense. hold on, hold on. What's going on, everybody? This is Spoos McGee back at it like an aerodynamic, black, asiatic, acrobatic, automatic, static, shock, rocking the paddock on the front of a Spanish panic at a disco cover band in the middle of the summer. Bitch. <laughs> okay, when you said it the second time, it made sense. Got it. <laughs> because I messed up the static. I visualized shock. it. The, stack, the static shock. That's why I fucked up. The static shock on a, on a, a paddock. With a panic at the disco cover band. <laughs> Spanish, Spanish panic at the disco cover band. Yeah. Okay, okay. Nice. Um, so let's see. We got on the IG live, shout out to Smoke and Stone. Shout out to some guy named Hector. I think I'm gonna cha- I'm gonna have him change his name to that. That sounds like a perfect stage name. Some guy named Hector some or guy some guy named Hector. Yeah, some dude named Hector. I think that would be like a dope ass stage name. And then everyone yeah, goes like, "Who that, are you?" Yeah, who are you? And he's just like, "I'm just some old dude named. I'm just some guy, some named, guy Hector. named Hector. Yeah, I'm it. just a guy named Hector." Or he his he goes by some old spun guy, which I think is a reference to something, but he won't say it. And he said, "Black roses isn't about weed. Black black roses in my garden. Ooh." All right, the ADD is setting in. We're losing focus, baby. Sure is. All you right. don't need nobody to lose focus. That is amazing. <laughs> That's a gift. Right. All right, hold on. And a curse. What's this other joint? Baby, won't you focus on me? On me, baby. You better sing that shit, man. Hey. All right, all right. So we're going to get back into the focus of things. All right? Okay. With you, buddy. All right, here we go. What's going on, everybody? This is Spooks McGee with the Late Bloomer Podcast. We are back at it like a... What was the thing that I said? Fuck. Like a black, Asiatic, aerodynamic... I feel like... In a I feel like it's still missing a line. So let's see. We got... Hold on. We got a black, 
Back at it like an aerodynamic, black, Asiatic, acrobatic, automatic, static shock, rocking the paddock on the front of a Spanish Panic at the Disco band, uh, in front of a Panic at the Disco cover band in the attic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, eating a radish. I think that's how I could finally put an end to it. You know what I'm saying? Eating a radish. Yeah, here we go. Which is something that I tried for the first time the other day. I never had a radish before. They're delicious. They don't taste like nothing. Okay, let me try it. Yeah, that's what I said to this person. I'm, I'm looking like a damn fool because I said, what is this? She said, uh, it's a radish. And I, and I bit into it, and I was like, those taste like nothing. And she was like, yeah, they don't, they're not really strong in taste. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, pretty it, flavorless. Yeah, so I'm a late bloomer on radishes. See, look at you. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to do the intro one more time. And okay. this time, I'm going to get it right. Here we go. This is a cold read because I didn't even test it out yet to see if it rounded off properly. So I see. What's going on, everybody? This is Spooks McGee with the Late Bloomer Podcast. We are back at it like an aerodynamic, black, Asiatic, acrobatic, automatic, static, shock, rocking a paddock in the front of a Spanish disco cover band in the attic eating a radish. Bitch. Did I do it? Did I perform? Yep, you got it. I delivered. You got it. I delivered. Delivered. I don't like mans no more. Okay, okay. Focus. Today's about focus. Listen, I have not done a cast since uh, X died. And it's not because I was so distraught by his death. It was just that I just never, like, I just, I don't know. Life was happening, man. That shit was Wait, a since who died? Since DMX died. That's the last time hey. I recorded a podcast. I did it with the homie Pure Comp. He and I recorded that episode. It was dedicated to, to uh, X. Oh. But since then... So much shit has happened, and usually, if I'm so doing a... So much iguan. Huh? So much iguan. Yes, many ting iguan. And usually, I would, like, compile a list of all the shit, but, like, mm-hmm. I didn't take the time to do that, and so I don't even want to go... Like, maybe I'll do it the next episode, or maybe I'll do, like, a like another recording to put in front of this recording where I actually, like, go through all the shit that I missed out on, you know what I'm saying? Right. But for yeah, now, a lot. yeah. But for now, it, it, it's, the, the news moves so fucking fast; it's ridiculous. Literally. But for now, right now, what's on my mind right now is Haiti. Haiti. Sac passé, not boule. Sac passé, Yo, Haiti yeah. is going through it, bro. Haiti. Yeah, they are. Haiti, as we know, is the first country to receive its independence from slavery or something like that? Yep, I actually am reading a book about that right now. Is this, uh, who is the person? There's a person, I forget his name, his name is like... Toussaint Toussaint? Oh, okay, yeah, see? See, you reading books and shit, nigga, damn! Man, I read books all the time. I have a huge library. That's what's up. always buying books. If I'm on Amazon, I'm buying clothes, stuff for the kids, and a new book. Oh, shout out to Jess Beatty. Shout out to, uh, Alex, uh, uh, sorry, Alive, I can't read it, but go ahead. So you're reading a book on this. That's great. You know what? And you know what? You're encouraging me to read. So I'm probably going to make part of the segments on the show, you know, a little book club type shit. You feel me? That would be dope. I have like 20 books on a PDF that I just bought from um, this guy on Instagram. If you're down with the wokeness, and he's beyond woke. It's not even like, it shouldn't even be a word, but... Uh, Raspy Rawls, he's always trying to educate black people. What, what's his name? 
Raspy Rawls. Raspy Rawls. Don't that sound like an old singer from the 1930s? Ladies and gentlemen, right. Raspy Rawls. I'm right. going to sing my song and sing it good with the desire. Like that? Right. Or, or you're thinking Lou Rawls. Lou Rawls or maybe Louis Anderson? Something like that. Wait, Louis Armstrong. Wait. Louis, yeah, you're doing Louis Armstrong, but you're thinking of Lou Rawls. Lou Rawls. Lou okay. Rawls had the full head. Okay. <laughs> So I, yeah, when um, the he, shot, he, he like, sells all kind of information. Um, well, he he kicks a lot of knowledge, but he also sells books. Why does he PDF. kick the knowledge? Why doesn't he hug it or love it? Why must he kick it? He could have punted it, but he kicked that shit. He kicked it. You gotta kick that shit. So um, yeah, it's really good. Okay, so the book I'm reading is called The Black Jacobins by Toussaint Levature. Wait, wait, Jacobins. Revolution. San Domingo. Yep. What does San that have Domingo to do with Haiti? Revolution. That is a city in Haiti. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But what, okay, so I don't know anything about that stuff. Usually I'm going to have like, you know, little things I could look up. Um, but let's just do a quick little like crash course real quick. When did Haiti gain independence? Okay. January 1st, 1804, right? Uh-huh. That's when the revolution ended. Right. And they, they gained independence from France. We oui. Napoleon sent General Charles Leclerc to overthrow him and restore French rule, but Haitians, led by Jean-Jean Dessalines mm-hmm. and Henry Christophe, prevailed over the French, and Dessalines declared war... I'm sorry, declared Haiti independent in 1804. How do you pronounce uh, Dessalines? Dessalines. Dessalines. Yeah. So, yeah, Haiti, 1804, that's pretty early for a country to gain independence. And so... um, Especially a country full of black people. Right, but not only did they gain their independence, they also paid off all their debt. Mm. Right? Yep, they sure did. Right. So, they're still struggling, man. Like, every time that they seem to come... I think it might just be a lot of... I'm not equipped to talk about Haiti, but, you know... Just look at the shit that's going on. It's like, you know, the, the president was assassinated and, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of corruption and people are so poor. They're literally eating dirt cookies. That's insane. Have you ever seen that? No. They take the dirt, they mix it with water, they they make the cookies, they sell them for they like... Make a, a little, they make a mud pie. Yeah, make. they make a mud pie so they when don't feel hungry. Kids. Yeah. It, it like su- su- uh, suppresses their hunger like temporarily so that they could like, you know, keep going on. Just keep on. That's keep on, crazy. Keep on. And there's no nutrients in that shit. Nah. Anyway. Mm-mm. So. Yeah. Haiti's going through it. Um, I've just recently uh, learned from a, a very intelligent friend of mine. Yeah. One of my closest friends. That Haiti was hit with a meteor. Whoa. I want to say. I can't. I can't even say. Long time ago, though, over hundreds of years ago, hit with a meteor, and I was just having this conversation. That it's funny that people try to demonize Haiti because they are strong practitioners. Strong pe- practitioners. Well, real of, quick, real quick. Voodoo. I know where you're going. I know where you're going. I know what you want to get into, right? Right. However, however, all right. 
I don't want to get too deep into this just yet. I want to keep it a little bit light for a little bit and talk about some bullshit. I don't want to go too hard right out the gate uh, talking about all this fucking dark shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay, but it's not going to go dark. What I'm going to say is one of the causes of Haiti having so many um, natural disasters is because of the meteor that is that's buried under Haiti. That's really what all these um, hurricanes and uh, earthquakes, that's really what it attributes to. So I just thought that was a nice little piece of information oh, okay. I learned today. Okay, okay, okay. So I'd love to I share thought you was about to get into the other... Is, this is such a... No, no, I'm not going to go deep into the voodoo stuff, but um, I just thought that was really interesting. I just learned that today. It was hit with a freaking meteor. That's so. crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah... Um, um, Yes, prayer for prayers for Haiti. Um, I don't even know how to donate money, rather than maybe find somebody that. Uh, I mean, I'm from Jersey, so I know a lot of Haitians. So I could probably call up one of my Haitian friends and like get a direct line, and then mm-hmm. like maybe even an address where I could send an envelope with money right, right to somebody. Exactly. Like, how can we send it directly to? Because a I'm not fucking with none of these fucking like Red okay. Cross, Red Shield. Blue yeah. Shield, whatever the fuck, like FEMA, nah. family, whatever. FEMA, like all these happening. niggas is like is is up to no good. Um, uh-huh. So I'm not. I'm, I want to. I, I know a lot of Haitians. I'm gonna try to see how I can send, you know, money or or gift cards directly to people that need it. You know, that's dope. So that's I'm gonna try dope. to. Yeah, we're gonna try I'm to figure that out. Yeah, we're gonna try I'm to figure that out. I'm definitely willing to donate. But um, <clears throat> there was a lot of shit that happened. Um, I'm trying to look at like some of the trending topics from the past five months that I. Well, it hasn't been five months. Uh, maybe four months that I've been doing it. Um, okay. So the first thing that I wanted that people were talking about was Lil Nas X um, performing uh, the new... That's the BET Awards. The BET Awards. Oh! Oh, Kanye, Donda. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah, we were supposed to get Nigga. on that Kanye subject. Hey! Jesus. Jesus Christ. So, um... Wow. Okay. I love that guy. Okay. So hold on, real quick. You went to the fucking release, didn't you? I did. Oh my gosh! You went to the album listening party. It was it was stupid, stupid. <sighs> it was stupid. Okay. First of all, for those who don't know, Kanye is a really big influence for me. A lot of people have compared me to him because of the way that I'm kind of like meticulous and like out there. Um, right, quirky. Quirky, yeah, and then how I can have these manic moments where I just go into a deep fugue state where I'm just, like, going off, and it all makes sense, and it all just, you know, flows together. And, it's, you know, my my uh, Gemini uh, tendencies. I was and, just going to say, are you a Gemini? Yeah, I have a gem in my eye. Makes sense. Um, I, I, I love Geminis. I think Gemini men are amazing. Well, thank you. They're um, awesome. So th- I have a soft spot in my heart for Ye because, yep. I, because I watched him from – through the wire when he had his mouth wired shut. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like... Who does that? Like, he's still rapping with the fucking wire, like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, boost for breakfast that? or intro for dessert. You know what I'm saying? He, nobody believed he could be a rapper or he's just a producer. And he did what the fuck he said he was going to do. He said he was going to be a fashion designer. He became a fashion designer. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I, I watched it. I watched his relationship with his mom and then his mom dying. And I'm like, that's like my mom. Like, there's no Kanye if Donda wasn't there to like really push him to do what he loved the way he did it. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, right. five beats a night for three summers. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Like, it's yay. Like, what is you talking about? Like, he revi- he saved Rockefeller. Like, all the shit that I could say about yay, I, I can give so much accolades to, to Kanye. Um, but that's why when he fucks up, I'm like, I don't see it like how a lot. Of, there's a lot of white people who have vitriol for it. They're like, Kanye's an asshole. A no so talent asshole. Yo, yeah. Yo, I'm with you. No, me and you, we on the same vibe with Kanye. In my eyes, he can do no wrong. Even when he's doing He can do wrong. wrong. Nah, I that nigga is dead ass wrong fucking with Trump and all that bullshit. He was dead ass wrong for that. He was dead ass wrong for getting into the Kardashian family. Fuck that. <laughs> you know, but I don't think he was wrong for linking up with Trump. I mean, I think like. What? It's like. How, no, I really don't. Because it's like. You hear what she said? I said it. Trump don't bother me. He really doesn't bother me. He, <sighs> I don't have any emotional reaction to him. Nah. Like he gives me nothing. He except some except comedy. He's fucking hilarious. So I mean like he's funny to me. He's but, funny, I mean, but it's not funny when you know the type of shit that they're doing and how yeah, destructive it is. They I still like to this day will not say they lost the election. With it. Like huh? we are comfortable with our politicians being secretive. But once they start really exposing themselves, we're mad. Like, no, expose yourself. Let me know who, who the fuck you are. Please. Don't hide it from me. I like that. Right. Everyone don't doesn't like that. Pretend like you like black people or like you like immigrants. Right. You don't. None of these presidents do. Right. So like, I, I'm comfortable. That makes me a lot more comfortable. I know how to deal with you. Right. Not somebody who's pandering me and doesn't really give a shit about me. Like, no, I'm not comfortable with that. So I thought Kanye did a, a pretty brave thing to actually try to build a bridge, you know, try to relate and see where the man was coming from. And, I mean, uh, the matter, the fact of the matter is Trump is just a fucking crack baby. And there's there's no reaching I'm him, not going to so. get into Trump really like that because we all know what's going on with Trump. It's, he got daddy issues. His daddy never loved him. And he's trying, he's all right. whatever. Daddy wasn't there. Daddy wasn't there. To change, change my, my underwear. underwear. Daddy wasn't there, folks. <laughs> I love fucking Austin Powers, Mike Myers. Oh, there's a really great interview with Mike Myers and Conan O'Brien. You got to listen to it. It's amazing. Okay, dope, dope. But um, yeah, Kanye, Kanye's a genius in my eyes. I mean, when it comes to being a genius, there's like a line between genius and cuckoo, and I'm into it. I love <laughs> it. Um, even Drake said, somewhere between psychotic and iconic. Somewhere between psychotic and iconic. And iconic. Like, somewhere between on. I want it and I got it. Somewhere I love somebody who's so being authentic. Like, yeah. I'm all for authenticity. So, yeah, like, exactly. Mean, people being themselves, I love it, love it, love it. Well, the thing about being yourself is that it's it, it comes with a pretty penny. Oh, I believe, oh, I believe you. No know. one really wants you to be yourself. No. They want you to be what they want you Just to be. Just what they envision you to be. Um, what I The way I see it is that we're kind of like, um, people are like super complex and, Very. and our world is like convenient mm-hmm. and it's inconvenient to look at a person and go, he's bad or he's good or, yeah. or, or no, it's inconvenient to look at him and think that he's complex. So even with Trump, even with me, like looking at Trump and I can go, well, he's a piece of shit. Well, maybe he's a, he's a, a, a sad little boy crying out for help, doing everything he can to feel good because he'd never be happy i think that's a great perspective right so that's where the humanity comes in i have a friend who recently passed. right his name is sibilla we love him 
We love him to this day. But when he was alive, it got to the point where he became such a nuisance Mm -hmm. that I had to block him on Twitter. People were hitting him up. But his overall complexity, his impact as a human being superseded the type of shit that he was on that was making us go like, bro, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And yeah. so, and so, like, at the end of the day, he was still about love. He was still, about, he was strong in his faith. Whatever you believe in, as long as you believe in it wholeheartedly, I don't think that people should be really judging you like that. He was strong in his faith. He was about what he believed in, whether it was wrong or right. And he was mm-hmm. open to being taught and to being corrected. Now, that's the problem with Trump. That's the greatest. That's one of the, uh, the greatest uh, attributes you can have. Yeah. You got to be open to learning. Right, that was the problem with Trump. Trump had no interest in being right. wrong. His he, he his ultimate goal is to be a winner, and a winner mm-hmm. can't go. I was wrong. A winner can never admit when they're wrong. Mm-hmm. So it, it gets out of hand really fast. Now Kanye is more like my homie Sibilla, where he's outrageous. He says outrageous things. He does outrageous things, but he can walk it back because he's willing to be taught and to take mm-hmm. correction. And that's why I think you get that from hip hop, because hip hop is about correcting. What was what? How we were wronged, you know? Yeah, for sure. Because if if we if there was no um, redlining, if there was no uh, public housing, if there was no uh, didn't have any music program in school, uh, because there was everyone was living in high rises the, a mile high, so there was no property tax and there was no money to put into the schools. If that shit never happened, then they wouldn't have to go down in the grandma's basement to find their record player to start scratching some shit. So, so hip hop is the correction to the fault. Mm. And so when, when someone is a hip hopper, this guy that I'm talking about, Sibylla, he was an MC. When someone is a hip hopper or a rapper, they, uh, and they truly understand the elements of hip hop and they truly understand the culture of hip hop. They're open to being themselves, but being corrected when they step out of the line. Right. Like, I think if, if X was still alive, he would apologize for all the fag shit. He was saying fag this and fag, fag that, you know what I'm saying? He would apologize. Right. Um, yeah. That was just what was happening at the time. Niggas yeah. were saying I, faggot I mean, on record. Like, it's, to me, when you say like that, that's what was happening at the time. Like, it's no need to for correction on that. Like, there's nothing to correct. Right. But if like, he if he comes out with a record, right. But if he comes out with a record tomorrow and and, and yeah, he's saying faggot this, faggot that, it's a problem. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that's what happened. So tell me about the event. So you went to Mercedes Benz. Really it was really dope. Um, my did you friends, buy a forty dollar hot dog? <laughs> did I buy a what? A forty dollar hot dog and some nah, thirty five dollar chicken I tenders. Just bought me a, a, a eight dollar beer. Eight dollar beer. Get the eight dollar. What was it? Beer. What was it? Pat's Blue Ribbon. What was it? It was, I believe, it was PBR or Corona. No, I got a Corona. You got corona? corona? I knew it. Oh, yeah. That's why I told you corona. not to go. Corona, man. I had to do it, man. But, um, yeah, I thought it was really cool. Um, my friends, they, they weren't really into it. They kind of sat down. But I'm like, fuck that. I'm getting the fuck up. I love music. Like, truly love music. Yeah. So I can't be still when some fire shit come on. It's, like, impossible. I'm going to turn the fuck up. I'm right. going to make the most of my shit. Right. right. So, um, yeah, I thought it was really cool. Just off the fact that Kanye's do always doing some shit that is just unheard of. He's always doing some shit that people would say, that's insane. You can't do that. You can't sell out a stadium for music that no one's ever heard. 
Yes, he can. He could do he, that shit. Like, he can't go I, out, play a, a, do an album release party for a stadium and sell out the stadium. And then, do, and then do nothing but stand around. Did you... absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> and it was, it was provocative. Right. So the so, thing about him covering yeah. his face, I feel like, I feel like he did that as a way to kind of like make people think maybe it's not Kanye. Maybe he's doing the uh, doppelganger shit. Maybe it's an imposter who has the same yeah. body shape as him. And yeah. that's why he didn't talk on the microphone. He's doing like an ode to uh, the villain, um, uh, right. Doom, you know? Right. Doom did but this you know, all the time. Was doing Doom the would do shows. years ago. MF he did Doom. Four or five years ago, he had the mad, different masks and shit. So yeah, MF Doom would do that. He would from. have fake performers come in and perform his shows. That's why. One time Hannibal that's, Burris was... That's some MF Doom shit. Yeah, so I'm saying. So I feel like I think I don't think that Kanye did that, but did he ever take the mask off while you were there? No. Did he ever speak into the microphone? Yes. Did you did it sound like him or did it sound like someone yeah, you wouldn't? That was definitely him. Huh? What did he say? Did he say thank you? Did he say anything? Um, he just said a couple, you know, did a couple lines from the songs. Um, I mean, you could tell from his man- mannerisms that's him. I mean, you know, that's him, the way he was like performing, like he, he wasn't performing the songs, like yeah. the performance, but you know, his mannerism, like when he get down to pray, like he's feeling it. Like he, when he start feeling that shit, that's Kanye. Like he feeling, can't nobody impersonate the. Can't the nobody feeling. impersonate. They got millions of impersonators all over the world that know how people's movements and voices. Mm-mm, not like that. <laughs> no. So you say that was dead ass Kanye for sure. For Hell sure. yeah, that was him. Okay. For sure. Okay, good. No doubt in my mind. Okay. Well, so was there anything that you heard or saw that wasn't mentioned in the press? Um, not really. No, Mm-mm. because I mean, it really wasn't much. No- nothing happened. Yeah. Absolutely, nothing happened. It was pretty une. It was an uneventful event. <laughs> So it was just everybody showing love to Ye and giving him that yes. energy that he needed to finish this album. Yes, that's exactly what it was. And then he was so uh, inspired by the energy that was given to him, he didn't leave the stadium. No. <laughs> <laughs> but then I remember, like, damn, Kanye is from Atlanta. He's born in... in uh, he's a Grady baby. Yeah, he's a Grady baby. Like, he's... His parents literally made him here, so mm. I thought that was pretty cool. I, I didn't that know that really he had, in, had he had brought what's the name of that Atlanta producer? Who? Uh, what's his name? He was on that song "Good Life." T Pain? No, he did the production. Who uh, produced "Good Life"? I thought uh, it was Kanye. It's Kanye uh, DJ Toomp. Oh, Toomp. Wow. Yes. Toomp was there? So, Toomp was the... Like, I was looking at an interview recently. Toomp got a Grammy for that fucking shit. Toomp was actually on a lot of the shit. Toomp was... Uh, Kanye knew that if he wanted... Because Atlanta was killing the sound. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, he got Toomp in to help him fix his drums and his sampling. Got to it. make it more, sound more Southern. And that's where Good Life and shit like that came out. Got it. I know Toomp did uh, Big Brother. Yeah, exactly. Shit. There you go. Big Brother. So, yeah. He yeah. did a lot of records, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is one of the other things that I like about Ye. And I talked to somebody about this the other day. They were like, man, you should make an album where you don't have any features. You don't have any guest voices on your album. And I haven't done that yet. 
Even my oh, Olin, wow. even my Olin album has a Bib Jalil as a feature. But mm-hmm. all my albums have features because I want to incorporate what I'm experiencing on the underground scene. So if I hear an MC or a vocalist that I like, I want to see, can you do a little la da can you mix it? And it's the same, same thing with Ye. It's like all the people that he comes across in his lifetime as he moves through, they become a part of whatever project he's doing. Mm-hmm. And the credits are long, a mile long. And you could call someone an asshole who does that, who gives people uh, publishing and credit and, you know, pieces and pieces and pieces of what he does. You can call someone an asshole who does that, you know? Exactly. Like, that's so giving. That's so thoughtful. Yeah. How could he be an asshole? Right. Exactly. Exactly. I just don't, I don't get it. So, um, when do you think we're going to finally get Donda? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe never. He might just fuck us all up and say, fuck it. I ain't doing it. This this album just for me. <laughs> Damn, maybe. I mean, I feel like it got to be right because his mom, his mom's name is on it. Like, yeah. Tell me about so how they they were passing out these really cool uh, posters of him and his mom hugging. Um, I think it was a picture of him on stage. They were hugging, Did you get but one? he passed out the po- oh, of course, hell yeah. I'm like, I need. To, how do I frame this shit? Like. Oh yeah, there's some shit that need to be framed and put in the studio. Did you get any merch, like T-shirts or anything? No, that was it. Just that poster. So you got, yeah, you definitely got to frame that. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, working on that. So I'm looking at trending topics, right, from the past couple Mm -hmm. months since I recorded my last episode. Mm -hmm. Every fucking month is like, I'm 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 all the way back to just the beginning of August, and it's like 20 topics per per month. So, okay, well, we were talking about Little Nas X and the BT Awards. Uh, yeah, but it's I don't not know. That I feel like it's interesting, but our views on it are so different, and mm-hmm. I I don't know if we can delve that deep. I think we would need a lot more time. Got it. I think we need a lot more time because I feel that I'm not going to say why I believe that our our views are different about the whole Little Nas X situation. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't want to assume without actually like hitting you up like on the low. Like, is this what you think? Right. Dot, 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 you know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna hold off on that. All right. But uh, I will. I do want to talk about. Uh, I'm just trying to find some <laughs> silly, light, goofy things that happen. What about the the, the locks versus? Uh, 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 <laughs> I don't. I didn't watch it. Okay. Okay. So that was one thing. Uh, the Jada Kiss memes were great. Um, I mean, I'm just. You know, whatever. I, I'm not even going to try to delve that deep into the past couple of months because it looks like it's almost impossible. But here's I want to say the last one I saw was like, who was it? My, uh, who was it? Oh, I saw Trina and who did Trina? Uh, Eve. That was the one I saw. That had to be June. Okay. Well, here's what's fresh on my mind. Based on the past 48 hours, here's what's fresh on my mind. Okay. You know what that is? Mm-mm. That's time. Ticking, ticking, time keeps on ticking, ticking. Oh yeah, I heard about you going into your um. You went to the um, weightless sensory deprivation tank. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You should do this, by the way. There's a Groupon. And I've been planning to do this for the longest time. You should do this. You should. There's a spot of little this. five points that has it. Five points. Mm-hmm. Low five points. Yep. Oh, that's even dope. That even ago. more artsy fartsy. Right. Exactly. That's yep, my they have one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, time. I've really been thinking about time lately. Yeah. Time. I mean, you, you said some really interesting shit about it earlier on Facebook. I thought that was a really, um, really interesting about how we all look at time and how, um, how you spent your life, you know, on a time limit. Yeah, I don't know what I said, so let me actually read the actual status. Yeah. Because I was kind of on, like, a some kind of, like, headspace where I was just philosophizing out the top of my head like fucking... Uh, Socrates on a bag of weed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was good shit, though. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Um, let me see what I wrote, because I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. Okay, I said... I never know what the fuck I be talking about. Like, I really don't know. And then and then I go back, and I look at it, and it's like, oh, it makes sense. Okay, I guess I was making sense. So well. <laughs> made perfect sense. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, time keeps on ticking, ticking. Okay, all my life I had to fight time. Okay. All my life, since childhood, I've been conditioned by the concept of the 24-hour time and clock. Time to get up. Time to eat. Time to go to school. Time for class. Lunchtime. Bath time. Bedtime. As an adult, my value and my worth is quantified by time. The amount of hours I spend in to get college credits. How many years did you go to school to get my degree? How many hours did you work? How much do you get paid an hour? How much do you get paid a quarter? How much do you get paid a year? Time to work, vacation time, sick days, time to kill, a time to die. How do you ever recondition yourself to not be confined by this box of time? Are we forever going to be a prisoner of the 12-month calendar? Hmm. The 24-hour clock? Hmm. Someone said, shout out to the homie. Uh, this is like, you know, I should do an episode, uh, a segment on the show called Facebook Corner where I talk about the most popular posts from the week and then what people said about it. <laughs> right. That's like free freaking like content. But then the problem is that I got to give them credit for taking their content. <laughs> so my homie named Rich Bo said, I think about this a lot. I've concluded that becoming your own boss can eliminate a lot of the time barging. Living off the grid is another way. Yo, living off the grid, like being with the Bushman in Jamaica, like doing the Rastafari, the Itaw diets and all that shit. Right. Dude, I want to do that shit for like a month straight. I promise. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I like do that. that idea. Yeah. That's always been a fantasy of mine. Yeah, my uncle lives in Jamaica. I don't even have to pay for room and board. I just got to go to his house and stay in his guest room in Jamaica. So if you try to nice. if you try to make a trip one day, you know, with the homies, we can go. You know what I'm saying? Yo, that's my next trip is Jamaica. Like I'm planning it. Like I, I planned it in my mind. I haven't physically worked out the, the right. logistics, but that is like next serious trip is Jamaica. Like, we got to record. We have to find a way to get into the, to the Tough Gong Studios and record something. You know? That'd be so fun. And that'd be crazy. So he said, living off the grid. Which I think is a great idea. So not so extreme to go to Jamaica and live in the bush with the Bushman, but to maybe like get like a tiny house and stay in there for a month at a time, or like living in a trailer far away in the in the cut, you know, for like mm-hmm. a month, something like that. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. having a sleep pattern. No, I don't believe in that. I think you should definitely create a sleep pattern because I really gained a lot of weight from staying up all hours of the night trying to record music and do and like fight clocks. If you yeah. if you incorporate more sleep into your schedule, like he, what he's saying is like a uh, sleep pattern, which I don't think he's not saying don't get eight hours of sleep a day, but I think he's just saying like whenever you want to get the eight hours, as long as you get them in, you know. Mm-hmm. 
And then he also said, it's almost unavoidable thing that you can make a healthy habit to focus less on it. And another guy was like, I try to escape, but then I end up counting the time I escape. Like, how long was I away? <laughs> Damn. And then another person said, money is freedom, I suppose. For the uber rich born into money, uh, time is uh, probably uh, doesn't haunt them in the same manner that we do. And mm-hmm. another person said, just do whatever you want, whenever you want to mm. do it. And I was like, that's kind of cool. It's kind of working. It's like when he's off on the holidays, he spends most of his time uh, when the world sleeps up. You know, that's great. When people are sleeping and you're up, you could really, like, uh, do do a lot of things because no one is in your way, you know? Right, right, but, yeah. But overall, that time thing really fucked with me because, okay, so I'm in the sensory deprivation tank, right? Mm-hmm. They say you need to do an hour, right? I could do an hour. <laughs> Piece of cake. Well... After the 20-minute mark, I'm like, how long have I been in here? I don't have my watch. My cell phone is with my person that came with me, my uh, girlfriend, my significant other. Mm-hmm. Found me a woman. I got a woman. I got a woman. Way over town. That Good loves on me. Congratulations. Thank you. I don't I, – I'll, I'll, we'll talk about it one day. But nice. for now, I want to focus on what happened. So – don't have my watch. Don't have my phone. There's no clock in there. There's no lights in there. There's no button showing you like how much time is passing. You're literally in fucking darkness. You open your eyes. You can't see shit. Your ears are plugged. You're floating in, in, in fucking nothing. Right? Salt water. Right. And I'm like, I could do this. I could, I could do this, man. Like, all I got to do is just relax. Maybe I'll go to sleep and wake up and then time will pass. But how can I sleep when I'm sitting here, you know? And then the next thing that happened was, okay, maybe this is what it's like being dead. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this is this is crazy. Like, I'm, there's nothing here but my mind, you know? So maybe after you're dead, your consciousness kind of floats around in this kind of bubble, you know? Right. And then I thought, well, it might not be so much like being dead, but maybe more so like being a fetus in a womb, you know? Right, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, that's, well, that's the thought. Right, so I thought, let me see how I could pass the time, right? Maybe if I pretend, if I try to access that memory and see if I can go back to when I was a baby, like when mm. before I came out, pre life, you know? Right. And all I could do was imagine what it was like. I don't, I didn't, I don't really think that I could access an actual memory. And so I started thinking about what babies would hear outside, like a car driving by or somebody, or music playing or people talking, you know, that kind of shit. And then I started thinking about um, if I could reborn and start from fresh and all that shit, right? And uh, it reminds me of a Dave Chappelle joke where he talks about how he accidentally took mushrooms. You ever heard that bit? Mm-mm. And he said, oh, man, I ran around the block six times. He said, I looked at my clock. It said 1131. All right, I got to get, get this high off of me. I washed all my dishes. I vacuumed my floor. I, uh, I uh, ran around the block three times. I listened to all my CDs. I did this. I did that. I looked at my clock. It was 1132. One minute had passed. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> you got to hear Dave do it. It's funnier when he does it. But uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the idea that true. he was high on mushrooms so high that he couldn't even fathom the concept of time it it like a minute felt like he did everything in that one minute and when yeah. people, when people go into ketosis on like um uh what's the name of that drug where like uh, what do they call that in the k-hole what's the name of that drug what's that i don't know um ketamine people take ketamine 
Okay. And they go into what's called the K hole, where they be, where they, where they're in like a, a, a subconscious state where they're there for a long period of time, and it's kind of like uh, their awareness and their whole, uh, you know, consciousness is like completely out of whack, and they don't know what's going on. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, people who take acid have this experience. Uh, people who take ketamine, people who take DMT. Uh, uh, what's his name? Mike Tyson talks a lot about the toad. You ever heard of that? Okay. Uh-uh, I haven't. Oh, yeah. It's like this, uh, it's like this, uh, psychedelic drug where it's like you just like, it's kind of like a reset. A hallucinogenic drug. People who have like mental illness and stuff, they take this toad and they, they go, and this, the high only lasts like maybe 10, 15 minutes and they come back and they say they, they had this ethereal experience. They, they almost, a lot of people say that they see, they saw God, shit like that, you know? A real trip. Yeah. Trippy trip. Yeah, Interesting. Very exactly. dope. Trippy red. Oh, what's going on back there? You got some babies and shit? No, I ain't got no kids. What's it's all that ghetto. noise? I don't have kids. It's ghetto. It's freaking 11.30. Why are the babies up right now? It's ghetto. Hey, we're going to have to get out of that shit. That ghetto versus high class shit. That's bullshit. Having kids is ghetto. <laughs> The ghetto. Okay. It is like So what were you talking baby. about? I forgot. Okay, so I'm talking about time, right? So mm-hmm. I said the Dave Chappelle bit because I said I'm in the deprivation tank, right? I just thought about how what it was like being a baby. I thought about uh, how much time has passed. I, I was like, man, what the fuck am I wearing these shorts for? I pulled them shits off. I went buck-ass naked. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I was in there by right, myself. Nobody's exactly. going to see. Nobody's going to see. So fuck it. I, just, I got rid of the shorts. Now I'm really a, a fetus. Nothing. I'm, I got a little bit of salt in my eye. You can't. You cannot get that salt water in your eye. Hey. Hold on. My son's having a complete meltdown. Hold on. Okay. Selassie. So anyway, what I was saying was, you cannot get that salt in your eye. I got it in my eye. My eyes were burning like hell. So I had to like. I took some time to rinse my eye out, and then I went back in. I had a little floaty. I'm floating like the Red Sea, you know. And after all this time has passed, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do an hour. I'm going to do an hour. Okay, I'm going to do an hour. <sighs> I don't know how much time has passed. This is freaking me out. I don't know how right. much time has passed. So what I did was I said, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to think about a movie that I've seen. And I'm going to think about how it goes from beginning to end. Right? So I just, ah, it's been ya. <laughs> <laughs> And all I got to the part where uh, Rafiki lifts Simba up, and I say, oh, fuck that shit. And I, I, ba- I, I bail on that idea. Then I go, mm-hmm. hmm, maybe I'll just think about my favorite album, St. Elsewhere, one of my favorite albums. I know how that album goes from front to back. All I got to do. So I go, fuck that shit. Next thing I know, I'm like, man, what the hell? I'm I stayed in for maybe like another, what felt like five minutes. I said, man, let me get out of here and see. So I poked my head out. Of course, I'm butt-ass naked. <laughs> I poked my head out to the guy. His name is Seth. Shout out to Seth. I go, hey, how long have I been in here? He goes, 37 minutes. How many? 37 minutes. Okay. You almost did an hour. That's That's pretty good. But I wanted to do like the real hour, you know? Well, next time. So after 37 minutes passed, I kind of was like, eh, let me just go see what's going on. So I went to go see my girl. She was in the sauna part. We were kind of like alternating. Like, you do the sauna, I'll do the float. Then when I'm done with the float, you go to the, I'll go to the sauna, then you go to the float, you know? Right. Because they only have one tank in this particular facility, right? And, uh, yeah, I just bailed. 
after 30 minutes. <laughs> wow. That's not too bad. Nah. But it made me think, like, shabby. it made me think about time. Like, um, it's not enough time. We didn't, uh, it's too late. You know, um, people say, well, you're trying to be a rapper, you're trying to be an MC, you're trying to be a popular figure. You're 33 years old, it's too late. You're running out of time. There's no more time to do it. You have to be young. This is a young man's game. People say, um, oh, well, you have two kids, or you, you got divorced, or you're married. Like, they're, they're very easy to dispose of women. Oh, well, you had two, you had several kids, so. Your time is up. Right. Yeah. Really? That's yeah, it? Um, that, that, that's an interesting concept. I um, I, I uh, commented on your post earlier about uh, this book that I read. I'm a reader. Um, <laughs> okay, but, yeah. Are you one of them niggas that like to always mention that you read a book? You know, the book is better. I can't have, well, I have, to, I have to give you my references, so, you okay, know, I'm yeah. just giving you the reference. Yeah, I'm trying all. to look at Twitter, and my fucking computer, I gotta, I'm gonna delete all my, I'm gonna stop watching porn. I'm trying to write Twitter, and <laughs> I typed the letter T, and this fucking website, Tasty Blacks, what the fuck? Tits and ass. Tits and ass, Tasty Blacks, Big Fat Juicy Pot. Th- threesome. <laughs> Big Wet Butts number volume 10. <laughs> you know, yeah, volume damn, 1 through 9 yeah, was good, yeah. but... Volume Volume so Eight, more. they kind of started lacking on the continuity. Fuck you, man. <laughs> but go ahead, what you were saying, like. Um, but yeah, she was. Uh, Doctor Joy DeGroy was talking about uh, in one of her books. Yeah. Um, that when she went to visit South Africa and she went to a meeting and none of the black people were on time, and she realized that's because the concept of time to Africans is not the same. Um, that's been imposed on us in the Western world. So everybody kind of waits for each other. Like they just wait for the person to come. Like mm-hmm. everybody kind of floated in at their own time, and that's when the meeting got started. No one was upset. Nobody was irritated. Like it was just natural. So she was just explaining how black people are um, not calendar oriented. We're more like rhythmic. So mm-hmm. the way we view time is like in a construct. Over here in the Western world. Damn, someone said that shit too on the comment. They were like, what you're experiencing, I don't want to misquote them. They said something about what you're experiencing is a system that was designed by the world that goes against your natural state. Yep. So it becomes an insult to people who live by this, by the minute. Right. Right? So CP time. That's the joke. Niggas can't get yeah, on that's time. The, exactly. CP that's time. That's the joke. So and CP I don't get time. Because yeah. I know that's just how I'm supposed to be. I'm, I'm born like this. So. Right. Right. So if we're in Africa, right? Mm-hmm. The only concept of time we got is when the sun goes away. Right. It's not the sun is in the middle of the sky or the sun is on, it's gone. Those are the, like, you know. So I think that, yeah, it, it, it taps into our tribal need to. Uh, not be confined by some kind of structure that was designed by some, you know, scholars that say this is the way that it goes, you know? Mm-hmm. So I get yep. it. I totally get it. So, yeah, so what you other... don't got to beat yourself up about it. Yeah, yeah. So what other stereotype would you say is something that is actually just stemming from our natural state? Like, you think that the niggas ain't shit and all they always cheating and they always want to have multiple hoes and shit like that. That's you think one that, of them. That comes from That's that too? That's a major one. Because deep it. within our ancestry it's all about polygamy, it's all about multiple wives and it never was a problem. Until, For sure. Until Christianity and other structures said that you have to have the two and the husband and wife and that kind of shit. For sure. 
Okay, okay. I like that. And I don't even think it was just Christianity. I just think there's European culture. Right. A lot of a lot of this shit we do is just European uh culture being inflicted on us. And it's hard for us to cope. We're trying to be like somebody that we're not. You know, and honestly, I mean, polygamy, people think polygamy is like, oh, everybody just have a couple wives. But really, in the, the culture is polygamy is for the men who have attained wealth. Yeah. You can't be broke and support these women right. and these children. Right. So it's not necessarily just because we're African, but it's also when you're wealthy, when you have attained, you can support multiple households. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that makes sense. So. That makes sense. But so, um, uh, there's something about what's happening to me whenever I do this show. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be goofy. Everybody have a good old time. We're having a good old time. <laughs> Can I deal with your ass? <laughs> but every time I talk about some shit, it always comes to religion and politics and race and. Blah, 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 blah. Why can't I just have fun? I just want to have some fun. Let's sing a song. Okay, well, well, what's fun to you? What, what is fun? Because to me, these topics are fun as hell. It's these fun. Are fun as but fuck. To the me. average listener is listening to us to escape from the bullshit. Are they, though? I don't know why they're listening, but they're listening. Because I saw my shit. they clicking that fucking link. I don't know what the fuck, but I appreciate y'all because y'all clicking the link. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not a broadcaster. I just be talking out the fucking side of my head for an hour, and it's fucking done. The episode is done. Um, but y'all seem to like it, so hey, thanks a lot. Yeah, man, I think people want to talk about real shit. People want to hear real shit, man. Like, they want to hear somebody talk about some shit, and they want to be like, hell yeah, exactly. Right, but here's that. the thing. Here's what I noticed. I noticed that a lot of people replace this need for wanting this dialogue with bullshit topics that mean nothing, which I'm down with. But I always want to see how I can make the bullshit topic tie into whatever I feel is some kind of ethereal, well, not ethereal, like some kind of spiritual or like what's the message behind the reason why people are talking about this particular thing, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, true, you know, true. like even anything so dumb as uh, the lady that was arguing with her neighbor and did the thing with her thumb and she became a meme. She, she did like, the thing with her th- You talking about the crackheads? The crackhead lady who was pointing backwards with her thumb. Oh, I'm thinking about the crackheads that was fighting with the other white dude. Yeah, and they, he sprayed them with the hose. Yeah. Right. So here's the thing. Me, as a, per- a black person, I look at that, I can go... Ha, huh, that's funny. He sprayed the shit out of them people. They crazy, man. They trying to tell him to, what to do on his property, you know? Right. But for but then you go, what is it about society that makes them think they have the authority to step into any situation and command, demand things to change based on what's going on? What about society allowed them to get that feeling that they got that authority? It's racism. Right. I saw someone talking about, I think it was Patrice O'Neill. I don't know if it was Patrice O'Neill. I want to say. Anyway, it was a video that recently went viral about an old white lady that knocked on the door of a neighborhood. Hey, I, I've tolerated all kinds of things you guys have done. <laughs> but I will not stand for that Tigger flag sitting outside. It's tacky and it doesn't represent the neighborhood. <laughs> 
Tigger, like T I double G girl, like like that Tigger. Yes, I don't like that. And you're gonna go ahead and take that off. I wish I could play the audio. I might, I might, I might put the audio right in right there. But listen, here, here is dead audio. audio. How are you? I'm good. She how doesn't are you? actually care how. I want to talk about this song, Tigger's flag. <laughs> okay. I don't like it. I'll, I'll okay, why not? Now, I thought the American flag was real nice. I love uh -huh. the American flag. I don't say nothing about the shrubbery being cut. I don't say nothing about the backyard. But now, I don't like that. Oh, okay, I didn't hang that. My brother hung that. This well, I know. I'm just, I'm just telling you, I don't oh like my it. Gosh. Okay. And we have rules. I don't have, I don't want to have to go find out what they are. We have rules, but I don't know I don't what they are, them. but they, I mean, we have them. I Homeowners Association, though. No, but there's rules for the community. There, there, there is called Williamsburg something, something and there's rules. Something. You don't have to okay. have facts. So, I'm, I'm just saying, I don't like it. Uh, Alright. It makes it look tacky. Oh my god. Welcome. Makes the neighborhood look tacky. It, it oh doesn't, but that's okay. Huh. I said it doesn't, but, that's okay. but it's okay. You're allowed your opinion. Tell her. Okay. Tell her. Uh-huh. I'm going to find out about it. All right. Well, you have it. a good day. <laughs> she ain't going to do shit. Okay. Back to the pod. She knocked on their door because she didn't like that they had a flag with Tigger from Winnie the Pooh hanging on their front. I'm glad she did that because that shit was probably ugly as fuck. <laughs> I'd have been irritated too. I'm with her. Oh gosh, but yeah, you're trolling. But on some real shit, what about society made her think she had the authority to knock on someone else's door and tell them they got to take their Tigger flag down because she doesn't? She thinks it's tacky. Like that's that like that's racism. I mean, that's racism I, in a nutshell. It's wait. It, it so emboldened, the she was harassing was they black? They, was black. they were black. Yeah. It emboldened, it's in a predominantly white neighborhood, and they were the only black family, so that's what made it weird. But the the uh, they had power for so long. Oh, okay. She was just trying to fight anything. Yeah. So it emboldens them to do things like they think that there's nothing wrong with knocking on someone's door and asking them to take down a flag that has a cartoon. Like the audacity. Yeah. But can you imagine if someone had a thin blue line flag or something that we thought was tacky or... Or maybe what was tacky? Um, a whole bunch of freaking gnomes in your yard. Gnomes in your yard, or people who put like lawn it's chairs on their front annoying. porch, like lawn. Yeah, yeah. You can go, ma'am. I've tolerated the gnomes. I've tolerated <laughs> the the American flag with all the stripped uh, stripped up black parts, the dirty ass American flag. I've tolerated mm -hmm. all the little ATVs and the bikes and all the shit that's sitting in your front yard. But right. I will not stand for this. What was the thing that we said? Oh, but it's. Lawn furniture sitting on the front of your porch. I will not stand for it. Can I'm you not imagine? It. Can you imagine? <laughs> anyway, my point is that no matter how much I try to stay away from the topic of racism and injustice and all this shit, it's like I can't get away from it. How do I deprogram my brain from thinking about this shit? Because well, why do you want to? Because I just want here's the thing. I found out recently that I'm half white. Did not know this. All my life, I kinda look Hispanic and I'm doing a do an episode about that. About mm -hmm. how I found my biological father 
with the woman mm-hmm. who I'm with now who basically forced me to get Ancestry.com DNA test. Right. <laughs> but the point I'm making is that there's a dichotomy. There's a yin-yang. Uh, Logic has a line where he says, uh, it's scarier than a blood. I could feel it in my blood. I could feel the Aryan in my blood, is what he said. Um, it's like, he said it's like playing spades with the devil or some shit like that. Um, the idea that there's a duality. Like, I can criticize white people if I want to because my dad's white. I can criticize black people if I want to because my mom's black. I mean, I guess so. But at the same time, how do I find the middle ground that made me what I am? And how do people cope with the fact that they have European roots? That's some real mixed-ass shit to say. Hell no. No, I mean, there is no... Hey, did you know that logic is biracial? Huh? Did you know that logic is biracial? What? Logic is biracial? I can't believe it. He talks about it every five fucking seconds. Yo, I have a homie on Facebook. Oh my God, he be killing me with the logic is biracial shit. Oh, he has the funniest... Oh, Please share me like five of them fucking me. Yeah, you're gonna have to. Yeah, I'm gonna have to tag you on him because you're gonna have a blast. Right. So my That's point is, so goddamn funny. Right. My point is, and I'm gonna get back to my homie Sibylla and what really bothered me about the, the last interaction that we had before I blocked him on Messenger. I didn't block his Facebook. Mm. I blocked him on Messenger. Was he was tipsy, and we were in his house making beats, right? Mm-hmm. And he started philosophizing out his head and saying shit about the N word. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think he's... Is he, he black? He's a white man. Okay. Okay. So, he said... So I don't want to talk ill about the dead, honestly. I'm not really going to go too much into it. But he kind of just was like... He kind of spit it out. And I, I, I attributed it to he's drunk. And I'm Drunkenness? Leave it yeah, he was just drunk. So, I left it at that. And I never really uh, said anything about it again. And... um. Anytime that he would try to send out a uh, uh, request, hey, can you come over? Let's make some music. I would always just brush him off and find an excuse not to go. And I did this for months and months and months until I finally told him why. I was like, you really got too comfortable with that, and I don't appreciate it. And not only that, I tried to sit down behind the computer and like mix some of my stuff, and you wouldn't even let me touch the equipment. That's weird. I didn't like that vibe. I came here to work. I can't work if I can't use your studio monitors. Let me hook the studio monitors up to my audio interface. I got everything I need. I just want to hear the sound, like how you're hearing it loud in the speakers. And he was being right. weird about it. So right. on top of that, he said the N-word. So I was just like, Bro. Now you got me over here putting two and two together, and it's making me have to think something. Right, right. So still the homie. I didn't put it past him. I wasn't going to say that the word came from a place of racism, right? Uh-huh. It was just like he was talking about some shit and he happened to say the N-word, you know? A lot of comedians, a lot of people that speak have done it. Uh, Neil Brennan has done it. Um, uh, Louis C.K. has done it, you know, but Louis C.K. is canceled. But Yeah, but we're not at a comedy special right now. You're on some one-on-one shit with me. You're about to get right. smacked. Right, right. But that's the thing. It's like he said it and then it was like over. And then we just kept on moving and it wasn't about it was just like I don't know it was like some random shit but I'm not like I said I'm not speaking ill of the dead I love the man that's uh, not speaking ill he's speaking facts on the right, dead yeah but here's the thing so 
the situation happened, blah, 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 blah. He kept on pressure, pressing me to come by the studio so we can work. And I just kept on saying, nah, bro, I can't do it. And then eventually, after three, four, five, six months of brushing him off, I was just like, look, here's the reason why. You got less okay. comfortable with that word, and and on top of that, you was being stingy with your equipment, and it was just not a vibe. I fuck with you. We've known each other for seven, eight years, and you're still the homie. I always love you, man. You're the, you're the homie. But uh, there's certain things. But that it's you, not for me. Yeah, it, it, it's just too much. And he was always he would always piss people off because he would always just go and go and go, and he never he would never let up. And this is what how I was, and I've stopped that already. So I've already gotten that out of my system. I don't do that anymore. That's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I got in a lot of trouble was because I'm very effective. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And when you're effective, you piss people off every time you try to speak your mind. Mm, Especially okay. if you're wrong and you're hard-headed. You know what I'm saying? For sure. So his theory was this. I transcend race. I am above who I am as a white man or a, a quote-unquote white man or a European man. I'm bigger than the color of my skin. And what I represent isn't about my physical vessel. Therefore, I'm African. I'm white. I'm everything. That was his theory. But okay. that's a very white that's a very white way to think because I can't I can't not be black. You yeah, only I mean? only white people can say some shit like that and yeah. really believe it. And you know what? They could they could actually decide to do it. Um, which is why a lot of people have chosen chosen alternative identities, and they, they right. it's automatically accepted. But there was a lot a lot of uh, black trans people and other people who had to fight to be able to get that acceptance. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been seeing this for a while. Like, if a person can just like, hey, I feel like a freaking woman. Hell, I feel like a freaking white woman. I'm, I'm white too. I got white. In, I got white in me. Yeah, do I, don't, mem- I don't. Do you remember it. the episode of uh, uh, Atlanta with transracial? No, no, but yeah, yeah I'm you have to look it up. It's really funny. Big black if kid I- saying like, uh, one day I woke up and I said that I was transracial. I wanted to be a white guy named Tim, named Bob or something like that. Bob from a. Yeah. Um, and you got to look at this. how did you miss that? You didn't see that? Uh, uh-uh, uh, I didn't see that. Anyway, um, but yeah, that's the thing. So I'm not going to get into that. Um, I think yeah. Why not? Well, because like I said. No, not that, but I'm just saying, why Why can't we just be transracial? You be whatever the hell you want oh, to be. Right, I'm, right, a, right. I'm a kitchen cabinet. Right. Shit. <laughs> so that, that's the thing. Uh, the racial identity, right, is something that is also a construct just like time. Right? For Before sure. there was no white and black. It was the, black, the Africans... The it Haitians. was your tribe. Yeah, the Africans, the Haitians, the Guyanese, right? Then there was the Italians and the uh, Irish, the English folk, and the uh, the uh, uh, you know the Russians, the Northern Blockers. You know, it was a diverse mix of different types of people. It wasn't just white and black. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, really, the world was based on tribes, tribalism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So even if you look just like the other African group over there, your customs and your traditions are different. Like, my, I'm Igbo, your house, uh, like, that mattered. It wasn't right. just black. That's the same thing with whiteness. That that's the same thing with whiteness. The white Hell people... Hell yeah, because the, the British didn't like no damn Irish. Right, and the Irish were, were, were like the, the niggas of the... It was your, like the scum. Yeah, and you had red hair and fair skin, you couldn't go outside. 
You know, the Italians were damn near black. They hated them motherfuckers. Uh-huh. Um, but Definitely. that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So what he's getting at is kind of makes it, making sense because here I am, right? A man who all my life has identified as a black man, right? Nothing mm. has changed that. I'm a black man. My family is Jamaican. I am a Jamaican black American man, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any difference that my father is white. But if I shaved off all my hair and I didn't go out in the sun and I, you know, you know, dressed differently, didn't grow any facial hair, any, and let my hair curl, anything like that, I could probably try to possibly pass for white. Maybe. If I wanted to. But, could. Uh-huh. Right. I don't know. But what if I never met my mom and never met my Jamaican family, I only knew my dad, I grew up all around all white people, and then all my life I identify as a white person. That would be really interesting. So what I'm saying is he was on to something, but his persistence to say that him saying the N-word in any context was not incorrect and not just straight up apologizing for doing it was the problematic thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that. I mean, I think being mixed, being multi racial is interesting i hear a lot of mixed people especially um mixed people who have you know both parents in the house they always oh god i get so tired of hearing it. i don't know where i am who am i i'll be like shut up right that's Stop why i feel like music is like the light perfect skin problems yeah i feel like music is the perfect problems are not real yeah i feel like music is the perfect expression of that thing yeah, because some of the dopest people that I've ever seen no, no, not trying to like box all the MCs in, but I'm saying like some of the dopest MCs I've seen have that mixture um, J. Cole um, Ice Cube, not Ice Cube Ice T um, mm-hmm. uh, who's another one uh, Drake mm-hmm. um, and I don't think Ice T is even like I don't think he even has a white parent Right, and then some of the but... most prolific comedians in my mind uh, you know, have that that identity where they can switch it and they can see both sides of the spectrum, so that it allows them to be better writers, better performers. So um, that's why I like I that's I why I like yeah, Key and Peele. Key and Peele, that's what they have. Like they have that. They both have the the mixed race. Uh, God, and they so annoy me. Right, but but Peele is like one of the biggest directors now. Yeah, I think his talent as a director, yes, as an actual like actor. Please, God, no. <laughs> nah, Please him. make it stop. Nah, I love him, man. I love him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then when they go on their mixed rants, I'm like, you guys don't look no white. Stop. Right. Like, especially when you know you just, you look like a black person. Let it go. Right. But that's the thing. Who are we to say that they should let it go? What about well, their- they, well, if that's the case, then every black person, in my opinion, should can say the same thing. We're just as mixed as anybody else. Right. We just don't have one white parent. We, we're mixed in a different way. We're just all mixed up. Yeah. We have three grandparents that are mixed, which created me. So right. I'm like 30, I'm like 30% white, like 30 something percent white. Right. That doesn't, but no one would consider me mixed because you're only mixed if you have one white parent, which to me is like the concept is very constrictive because because the concept mixed. is rooted in racism, yeah, exactly, and white supremacy. So we have to let go of the concept in order to move forward. So that's why I mentioned it. It's like 
we yeah yes it's a very white thing to say i'm not identified by my race i'm not my, everything about me isn't about me being a white person For it's sure. a very white thing to say because you have the freedom to say that but a black mm-hmm. person is black all the time yeah true that they can't true. rub it up and even if they say well i'm more than a black person they go prove it tell me why you're more than a black person mm-hmm. do you talk mm-hmm. better than the other black people can you sing better than them? Can you play basketball better than them? Can, Can you, you move it? faster? Yeah. So that's the problem that I saw with the whole situation. But at the end of the yeah. day, here's where it, it comes back full circle. Where I say hip-hop is the um, the uh, equalizer, right? Because no matter how much shit he gave us, how much lines he crossed, and how many people he pissed off, he was still part of the fraternity. The fraternity of MCs. The people right. who get together Sundays, soul food cipher, and cipher up and spit bars. That was my shit, yo. That's what he was a part of. That was my shit. I and, love some soul food cipher. Yeah, and we still they, they're still going is it, strong. Is it still going? Yeah, they're still going strong. <laughs> yep. Go to soulfoodcipher.com. Go to Soul Food Cipher on Facebook. They are still going. And today, yeah, the, the, the memorial service that we did for Sibylla was, was filmed live and streamed on uh, uh, Zoom and then patched into Facebook so you can see the whole thing. What nice. I'm saying, okay, and when did he pass away? Like two days ago. Oh, look, I'm on here. I see it. Yep. I see you, Sibylla. Sibylla, the vanilla gorilla, RIP. But here's the thing. It, all the shit that he gave us, all the grief that he gave us, it, it was it didn't matter because he was still our brother in bars and five, six, ten years prior to him getting into these altercations, he was still a brother who was always about ciphering up, spitting bars, showing love, and then he always would talk about Christ. That was all. No matter how weird he got, no matter what he got into, what dark shit he got into, what kind of wild shit he got into, he was a wild boy, whatever. But it still came back to that cipher on Sunday. Every time. Right. Every time. Why did I stop following Soul Food Cipher? I think they had stopped for a minute. They had to stop because of the pandemic. Right. But what I'm saying is, the reason why I'm saying hip-hop is the equalizer. It didn't matter what his religious beliefs were. It didn't matter what his political beliefs were. It didn't matter whether he didn't believe that he uh, uh, was black, was white or, or whether he didn't uh, believe he was African or if he did believe he was African. It didn't matter. It didn't matter if he argued with somebody. It didn't matter if he did drugs. It didn't matter if he did alcohol. It didn't matter if he killed somebody. I don't know. Don't fucking know. I don't know. The only thing that matters right. at that moment is do you got bars? Right. And that's why even people that have publicly put him on blast was there. And that made me feel good. Because I was like, that's real. Wow. That's real. Interesting. And so when I thought about Sibylla, I wasn't thinking about the altercation that we had. What I remember was me and him sitting in the house, you know, playing with Fruity Loops. I remember the ciphers. I remember... You know, us eating pizza in his backyard, talking shit, laughing, joking, cracking jokes. Peace and love, my brother. Like, embracing me, supporting my my music. People don't support people in their art. He encourages you. He tells you, do your thing, man. I love what you're doing. He tells you. He actually listens to your shit. He quotes your shit. Shit that people don't do. 
genuine genuine support and love and this is where it makes us think well are your political beliefs worth detaching from that humanity has social media made it so easy for us to unfriend you can't unfriend somebody you had the experience nigga you can't unfuck somebody you fucked you have my i have my dick inside of you that's it. The memory is there, nigga. You can't unfuck me. You can't unfriend me. We had a hug. We had a moment. That moment lives forever in my subconscious. You can't unfriend me, nigga. Right. You can't right. block me. <laughs> we di- we are we we did the thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So That's it. so what uh what are we gonna do? Because we have to coexist. You ever seen that corny ass coexist? Bumper sticker? I believe in it. Yeah. Why are we so adamant that someone is wrong and we're right? Because what's right for one person may be wrong for another person. It's all about perspective, right? Yeah, right and wrong can be so relative. Right. And it's very dismissive to tell somebody, "You're, you're wrong. No, I'm wrong for you. Yeah. Right. And that's okay because there's 20... Thanks to the internet... Thanks to the internet. The internet. Thanks to the internet. Thanks to the internet. I gotta find what I was playing. Hold on. I don't know what I was fucking playing. I don't know. I don't know the chord. Anyway, thanks to the internet, whatever the fuck you think is right, you can find ten people who also think that that shit is right. Right. So it's good, but it's also bad because it gives you easy access to vice. Mm. Whatever you want to do, the internet got that shit. You want to get drugs? Fine, you can find five people who like the same drug you got. You want to get fucked in all kinds of places by random people? You can fuck ten people. When I when I got divorced, right? Mm-hmm. I started getting on these dating apps, right? Right. It was almost too easy. Sheesh. There's like 40 women in my box that I could pick and talk to. Which one I want to talk to. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It got so overwhelming, I had to uninstall the app. Right. Then I reinstalled the app because I'm like, well, I mean, I'm lonely. Then I uninstalled the app. Then I reinstalled the app. Yeah. It's a never-ending cycle. Well, let me get off of this app. Let me try the other app. Now you're on this app. Now you got five people on this app. You got ten people on this app. You got 30 people on Facebook dating. You got six people on Tinder. You got four people on Bumble. You got somebody on Plenty of Fish. It's like, (laughs) nigga, how the fuck are you supposed to be able to build a relationship with 20 to 30 people simultaneously? How are you going to pick the person? That's why proximity dating works so much better than trying to use uh, dating apps and shit because this person that you see every day at school, at work, they make sense and as you start to become more comfortable with them, it's like, well, maybe I could see myself being in a relationship with this person. Let's see how this works. You see? But because of casual culture, it's like, it's a big no-no to ever cross the line with anyone, a co-worker or an employee or, uh, you know, of course it is a power dynamic, hell no. But I don't know. I just feel like 
the best thing that was always good for us was, well, Jimmy's daughter got a son that I think would be very nice for you. Do you want to meet him? Like parents who know better setting up kids to see if it works and it kind that's of that's funny because that's completely a concept that i'm going to be putting into my life uh for my daughter because i hear people all the time oh your daughter's so beautiful yeah. oh you're gonna have to be busting these dudes heads like wow. her dad's passed away so like i i'm gonna have to be the one to uppercut niggas but i was like you know what like no i'm already since she was four i've been seeking out like people who i know raise their kids like the way that I you know we raise kids similar we have similar beliefs since she was four like I already have people in mind who I want showing up at my doorstep for my daughter so I'm definitely I get mad like I'm like I'm single I be mad at my friends like you know a good single guy why the fuck you haven't hooked me up like why we don't and I always wonder to myself like how do white people hook up because I never seen a white guy be like hey what a shorty and then I realized they're like, hey, I have a great friend for you. Yeah. Like, no, no one fucking does that for black people. Like, well, we just, black Asians, woman, we just gotta get hollered at at the fucking gas station. Yeah, Asians do it. Indians yeah, do it. Yeah, everybody does it except for us. Hmm. It's a lot of hateration in the dancery. Don't need no hateration, hateration. <laughs> a lot of hateration. Right, but, but here's the thing. But I, I've Literally, everyone knows somebody that they've known for ten, maybe more years that is lonely and needs somebody, and they yes. more than likely are not going to go. Hey, this guy's been looking for a girl. I don't understand it. I do it. I took. I mean, I, I'd like to say I'm a little cupid, but I match make a match make a make me a match. Buy yeah, me a pair. Yeah, I have pill. friends who I'm definitely like I linked up. And you know they got along. A couple smash sessions they got in there, but um, yeah. I mean, I think that's like the best way to find a relationship. I have a friend, like perfect. Right, and if it doesn't work, then you have other friends. Then yeah, it's just it's whatever. Yeah, yeah. but um, I, I think that's actually a a great concept, and black people need to start implementing that into their life so they can stop. I don't want these not head boys showing up at my door these tattoos on his face great start seeking them out for your daughter right and that's the thing for your sons there's uh there's less of a stigma about certain lifestyles certain like fashion uh but here's the thing if if you're not into those particular things then like more than likely, the child isn't going to gravitate towards those if you don't create that environment for them. True yeah. that. True that. So, even if, like, people say, like, the daughter's going to go complete opposite, like, straight thug. Like, nah, there's right. probably a thug nigga in the family that she admired. Like, it could be the dad, it could be the cousin, the uncle, that, that she's trying to find. That like, I always thought Uncle John was a great example of a man, even though he was a thug. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. Anyway, I don't know where the fuck we went with that. So, what was the whole purpose of that shit? <laughs> shit, if I know. Right. Um. So, I wanted to talk about a whole bunch of stuff, but we're gaining on an hour and 30 minutes. Yeah. And so, like, if you want, we can just keep talking. Because I wanted to talk about Afghanistan. I wanted to talk about Mike Lindell. I wanted to talk about... Who is Mike Lindell? I keep hearing about this. Who is this person? <sighs> Former crackhead pillow salesman. A former crackhead what? Pillow salesman. What? <laughs> I'm so confused. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll talk about Mike Lindell for a little bit, but I also want to talk about 
Okay, Mike Lindell. I wanted to talk about. Uh, we talked about Haiti. I wanted to talk about. Uh, the concept of time, which we've already. Yeah, done. we did time. Yep. So I mean, maybe we can call it an episode, and then like like really like regroup. Yeah, and, we can do that. And I can that really works. do my research on Mike Lindell. Please do. I'm, I'm gonna look it up too. But I'm gonna I'm give you a quick curious. rundown of who Mike. And I also still want to do the episode about the occult, about uh, dark magic and alternative religious things. For sure. But I want us to do a little more research on that particular topic, right? Because mm-hmm. the reason why I think it's important, and I think it might be um, in bad taste to start talking about this at this particular time. Yeah, because I don't. The it, death it toll in Haiti is like 1,200 right now, and it keeps climbing. Which is not bad considering the population, but that's still pretty bad. Um, but also, there's a lot of people who demonize Haiti and think that they're, 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 the reason why they're getting all this poverty and this and that is because of some kind of, some kind of like uh, punishment that they are receiving right. for practicing uh, voodoo and they sold their, their country to the devil. Some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. I really want to talk Fuck about me. why... why we are afraid of these religions. Why they predate a lot of the religions that we have today that are baby religions that aren't even a thousand years old. And mm-hmm. how uh, we've successfully been brainwashed into thinking that certain things are taboo or completely off, okay. off, completely off limits. But in, in our own religion, we, we practice a lot of the things like dipping things in blood, putting blood on people's head. Anointing our heads with oil, snipping off pieces right. of our genitalia, all the different things that we do that's very voodoo esque. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't want to get too deep into that because that's something that we have to, we really got to de- delve into. And I want to make sure that I have For all sure. that. But I'm, I'm telling the listeners that there's, there's going to be a time when we really talk about this shit and really get down to it because I was a victim of this. I was like, okay. why is she doing lighting candles and shit, man? I don't fuck with that, man. I'm about God. But then I was like, <laughs> you know, we'll talk about that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What, what made me change my mind overall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Uh, but, yeah. So, I'm going to give you a rundown about Mike Lindell because this shit is hilarious. Okay. So, Mike Lindell, oh, yeah. Mike Lindell is this guy, right? He used to smoke crack. Right? Mm-hmm. And he was a big crackhead. He was out in these streets. And then he wrote a he, he wrote he was a, out in these streets. He was out in these streets. <laughs> Somehow he well, I guess when he was on crack, he always carried around one pillow. Okay. Wherever he slept, he had to make That's sure he smart. had he had his pillow. It's my pillow, right? Yeah. So in his crack addled mind, he came up with the idea that, well, I can make my pillow your pillow. Interesting. So, one of the biggest companies was My Pillow. My Pillow is supposed to be this aerodynamic, uh, special cloth, special type of foam uh, uh-huh. type shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's supposed to be this this revolutionary pillow that changes the game. Um, you know, uh, uh, Alexa. What is my pillow? My pillow incorporated is an American pillow manufacturing company based in Chaska, Minnesota. Okay. That's not enough. 
um, why is uh, Alexa, why is my pillow different than other pillows? Here's something I found on the web. According to Quora.com, the MyPillow style pillow, shredded foam or shredded latex has the highest OSAD among customers for pressure relief. Shredded latex. It's latex in the goddamn pillow. Yes. So this man, right, came up so with this. So innovative. This, wow. Yeah, this crackhead came up with the idea. And you know what? I don't want to call him crackhead because that's demonizing people who have overcome uh, addiction and are now living life of sobriety. Okay? <laughs> because that's what he did. He overcame his addiction allegedly. Because I feel like this nigga's still on crack. Or he has irreversible I think damage. Cra- I think crack is always calling. Right. So he wrote a book about his experience as a crack thing. He made a lot of money off of his book. And he made a lot of money off of the MyPillow uh, brand. And so the guy is essentially... Yeah, the guy is essentially a a, a billionaire, ex-crackhead, with all this disposable income that can literally do whatever he wants. And he spent all his time talking to anyone who would listen, press, this, that, and the other... Uh, about how he found the facts as to why the Trump administration was duped and the election was stolen and he has the facts. And so he has all these billions of dollars and he's doing, he's spending his money on trying to prove that the election was stolen. Interesting. So my idea is this. Well, not my idea, but I heard a guy... um, from Double Toasted. His name is Corey. There's a show on YouTube called Double Toasted. You guys should check it out. But the idea is, at what point is it not funny anymore? Right. Is he being taken advantage of? Is he mentally ill? Did he have some irreversible damage from his times using drugs? Is it no longer a joke? Or are we watching a man unravel before our eyes? Mm-hmm. So it's pretty interesting. Um, I think you should get into it, but... Essentially, the idea is that people think that he's being used as a pawn by the by the uh, uh, Trump administration to make a fool of himself and to to hold on to this idea that the election was stolen. If he keeps doing it for the next three years, then come election time, you know, people still have that seed planted in their mind and they're going to do everything they can so that Biden doesn't get reelected or whomever. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's that's the situation with Mike Lindell. It's an ex-crackhead who I wish I could pull up some of his videos. It's some funny shit. But at what? But is it funny? Is it funny? We don't know. So there's that. Okay. There's also I mean I'm doing a crash course of what's going on. But also we pulled out of Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Heard about that? And then within three months the Taliban took over. Interesting. So imagine fighting a war for twenty years, right? And then we pull out, and then within three months, the Taliban gets back in power. What the hell? That's what happened recently. Um, so I want to talk about a lot of things, but I mean, it's been a while. And my, my thing is, I don't want to edit an hour and a half podcast, and I would like to talk to you about all kinds of shit. But it's midnight. I got work in the morning. I told yeah, my girl, we got shit to do. Yeah. I got ghetto parenting. <laughs> I told my girl that I would go to bed at eleven thirty, and here I am online talking still. See, look at you. Uh, because uh, she and I are working on trying to keep my schedule intact. Uh, because yeah. I have a tendency to go off on a 
I guess it's some kind of ADD hyper focus shit where next thing I know the sun is coming up and it's time to work. And now I have to figure out how to go through my whole day without any sleep. Got it. And then, like, you know, pulling over every time I get tired, sleeping in the car like a, like a damn demon, getting back up, doing my stops. <laughs> uh, so, overall, I'm trying to get better with managing my time, which is something that I am working to by podcasting, making music, trying to, do sh- uh, to create a pilot for a children's television show. The reason I'm doing all this fucking shit... I want to open a grocery store. I shouldn't be telling you about that, but I want to open like a small grocery store, coffee shop type shit. You know what I'm saying? The reason oh. I'm trying to do all of this shit, right? Camera number one, camera number two, is that so that I could do this shit. I could do a podcast till 3 a.m., go to sleep, wake up at 6, go back to work. I want to be free from the constraints of time. Mm-hmm. And the only way that I see us getting that freedom is through fiscal uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Financial stability that exceeds just a a regular 50k, 60k job. I want to make $300,000 a year from every little venture that I have, every little thing that I put my my hand on, and that's minimum. And then I want that $300,000 to build us to $100 million. Nice. Okay. I see the goals. I see the vision. But we got to start by being consistent first. If you want to break away from the constraints of time, you have to decide to conform to the constraints of time, to allow yourself to buy the freedom of time that allows you to to no longer be confined to the constraints of time. It's a paradox. It's a conundrum. It is... The yin-yang, it's, it's contradictory, but it's the only way to get freedom is to actually be imprisoned. Mm. The only yeah. way to get true fr- Discipline is kind of like sort of a prison because you're boxing yourself in. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, discipline is restricting your freedom, but at the, but it's, it's a, it's all, it, it also gives you more freedom because... You no longer have to be sick from not exercising. You no longer have to be tired from not getting enough sleep. So it's a crazy like dichotomy. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So that's where that's I'm interesting. At. That's where I'm at. And so, um, I just really hope that you could take on this name, this this title for the show, Ayana Love, and you could be a radio personality, and we could do this shit. And I really Let's do get this it. shit because you and I have been talking about this for more than two years. Yes, yeah, and, and I mean, it's overdue. Right, and overdue. I've given myself enough chances of fucking up and rescheduling, and it's time for us to really buckle down and just grab yeah, a hold of this. Yeah, it thing. is. I'm, I agree 100%. I, I think that we could do, like, I think, I really genuinely think that Ayana Love and Spooks McGee for the Late Bloomer podcast can be a thing if we can really hone it in and do it right. And I'm saying this on the platform not to embarrass you or myself, but because I want to hold us accountable. You listening, you watching on Instagram, you watching on Facebook. I want y'all to listen to what I'm saying right now. The the Late Bloomer podcast, not with Spooks McGee and friends, the Late Bloomer podcast with Maisha, with Ayana Love, and Spooks McGee. Doesn't that have a it's nice a ring thing. to it? Doesn't that have it's a nice a ring thing. to it? Huh? It's a, it's a thing. Doesn't that have a nice ring to it? 
It does. I think it's fire. It does. It's a thing. I'm telling you. Is it a thing or is it going to yes. be a thing? No, no, no. We can't going to be. We have to present time that shit. All right. It already is. All right. Well, we got to go do a photo shoot then. Facts. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got to lose 10 pounds. Nah, man. Get you a little like, uh, I'm, we both get it. I'll get, uh, look at my belly. I'm doing the belly. Look at my Facebook. I'm, on, I'm doing the, uh, tr- the truffle shuffle. <laughs> All right. Yo. So I'll get a Spanx. You'll get a Spanx. We'll we'll put all the meat we'll in. Spank it. We'll put all the meat in different pockets and shit, and then we'll get some photographers. I might get Kadria. Uh, what's her name? Kadria. Kadria. Um, Kodak. Kodak. I want her to do the shot. Hell yeah! You know who aye, that is? Aye. Kodak. Yeah. Kodak K. Uh, uh-uh, who that? She's a photographer. She's really good. She does something called the Shot Shop. And she does, like, these setups where she can do, like, oh, we'll do, like, 14 uh, edited photos for, like, 90 bucks on a Tuesday afternoon. Just, like, quick flicks. You can bring your own props. Oh, I like that. I like that. Because for me, for pictures, like, it got to be, like, casual. It got to be candid. Like, posing and shit. It's just not my thing. All we need is headshots that we can use for promotional material. All right? Perfect. Perfect. Bye, Facebook. Bye, Instagram. Goodbye. Bye. Ayana. We did an hour and 40 minutes, and I haven't done a podcast since April. Come Damn, on, nigga. Damn, Come on. son. Damn, Damn, son. Where'd you find this? What happened to that boy? <laughs> Airplay boy. All right, we're going to get out of here. All right, my guy. All right, listen. Can we do this on Sunday, next Sunday? Yes, I got you next Sunday. I'll be back rolling again. All right, you're always doing some shit, nigga. Damn. From all this fruit dying in need of water, but it seems like a lot of folks will spooks, maybe not us, not really.